and welcome to episode 59 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and in today's episode, I took a trip into the Dataverse on the Starship Enterprise to locate cloud application captain Andrew Welsh for a chat about why taking a platform-first approach to technology will enable organizations to avoid the pain of custom development and long implementation cycles. So, grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Uh, espresso, to be clear. Not that American stuff. Do you take your espresso straight up? No, no. A good, uh, usually a good cappuccino will, uh, will do it for me. Star Trek or Star Wars? Absolutely Star Trek. Though Star Wars is not bad. I'm not one of those binary guys on this, but definitely Star Trek all the way. <laughs> New York or Los Angeles? Oh, that is not even a question. New York is one of the world's greatest cities, so absolutely New York. <laughs> it is, but I thought I'd test you with that one because Los Angeles obviously has its perks as well. I have not found them yet, so if you're aware, <laughs> if you've got a guy, let you let me know. Uh, weather. There you go. How about that? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. I, I I grew up a weird uh, Boston Red Sox and Los Angeles Dodgers fan due to my my parents so there you go there you go there's the link all right lego or meccano i'm gonna go with lego because i don't think i know what the second option is so oh maybe it's a uk thing maybe it could be should have done my research in advance there we go no it's all right lego all the way (laughs) all right cool so what we're talking about here is effectively technology and how it's changed and how manufacturers can adopt this kind of changing technology platform to to enable themselves to create or, or to remove the boundaries of, manufact- of the manufacturing process, which has kind of largely been based around producing a thing with a specific need or a set of uses. But with that kind of agile platform that you know things like dynamics built on the dataverse where the constrictions are removed how can manufacturers take on that new technology to change the way they manufacture things as well so they're less reliant on just creating a thing so so i think in in your intro to this idea you made a a very good point and that's the the a thing concept right Mm -hmm. so think of think of traditional software uh development implementation, deployment, whatever, um, a manufacturing company or, or really any organization yep. uh, in the past has said, hey, we have a need. We need to solve ABC problems uh, and we are going to go out and we are going to source and acquire and implement a software application that solves that problem. Yep. Um, that's very much sort of the taking using a mold approach, right? A mold makes one thing. We're going to solve one problem with the thing we're going to make and this mold. Uh, think of the platform as a uh, as a lathe, right? From a, taking a platform approach, what you're basically saying is, I want a tool that is going to help me solve numerous problems now and in the future. So a little bit of that is future proofing, but a little bit of that, a lot of that is selecting a set of tools that is going to be flexible uh, to meet the need and to fabricate the thing that you have now and the thing that you need to fabricate in the future. So it kind of removes those those parameters, those barriers, and, and the only thing you become limited by really is your, I don't know, your your imagination. Yeah, um, I think that's a that, that's an interesting way to put it. Limited by your imagination. I would also say, or the only thing that limits you is your imagination. I would also say that it makes uh, it makes financial constraints less of a 
limitation, right? So in the old way of solving a problem with a software or an IT-enabled solution, uh, the old way, uh, like I said, was, you know, to go kind of source a product and uh, or custom develop something and bring that into into your business. That was extraordinarily, and it continues to be, by the way, extraordinarily cost prohibitive in a lot of cases. So that tended to have the result of saying our most important workloads or our most important business challenges, the 10% most important things are going to be solved with extremely costly long-term software implementations. And the remaining 90% of problems are going to be solved with a spreadsheet or an access database or a piece of paper and a clipboard. What the platform approach does is it does, it does two things. First of all, it drives down cost of developing, of developing and implementing software products and software solutions to solve those 10% most important problems. So it drives okay. down those those costs. Yeah. So that injects additional money back into your budget to solve the nine, remaining 90% of problems, which, oh, by the way, the cost of solving those has also been driven down. So just to, to share a few examples, you might be in a manufacturing setting, you might be saying, hey, uh, we're going to perform our safety inspections on heavy equipment, for example. We're going to perform our safety inspections uh, using clipboard and paper because we simply can't afford to build an app to do that because we have all of our IT budget tied up in these other apps. So that's a great example. I was going to ask you this. How can manufacturers take on or, or adapt to this this change in way that technology is, is removing those barriers? But you kind of articulated a bit of an example there. But is it relevant to all manufacturers? I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to me. So why aren't all manufacturers already adopting some of this more flexible technology? Yeah, so I think that um, I get asked this a lot, and I think there's a few there's a few barriers and they're very very they're barriers that can be overcome but they require a bit of a change of mindset right. so one of them is an accounting barrier it's about just how money in most organizations and this is not limited to manufacturing how money in most organizations gets allocated to software or to IT projects their money tends to get allocated to solve very specific problems right well, so using thing. my the 10%, but it's about, it's, it's an accounting challenge, right? right. Okay. In taking a platform approach requires that you allocate some funds to build a foundation, kind of bring the technology in, make sure that it's governed correctly and secured correctly, essentially to set up your software assembly line in advance so that you don't find yourself down the line paying for every individual piece of software you want to chuck out at a problem. So you invest a little in your manufacturing processes and capability up front, and then that drives down the cost of future application development. So when I say it's an accounting problem, it mostly just amounts to how are you going to allocate your funding up front versus app by app by app? And that's not a way of thinking that I think most organizations have embraced yet. From the manufacturing perspective, perhaps some of the barriers is the fact that they've got to be producing, they've got to keep products moving through. Uh, they, they can't stop, they can't halt production because obviously it impacts profits. So they kind of think that they're very, are they short term, too short term focused? Because it's quite a scary thought, isn't it? You've, you've gone from fixing particular problems, perhaps the 10%. And now you're saying, well, actually, you, you're going to come at this from a fundamentally completely different way of operating your manufacturing process. Bit of scary things. Do you think that they're kind of stuck in a mindset? Yeah, I think think that it is um, terrifying 
for most organizations. And and by the way, I don't think that that's limited to manufacturing, you know, so mm-hmm. anyone, anyone in that space who's listening to our conversation should not be thinking, oh, my God, this is a problem unique to me. It's a problem unique to almost all organizations because the business of the organization can't stop. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to essentially modernize business activities in place so that they don't stop uh, and then they can be improved incrementally over time. So, you know, what I tell CIOs is I'm like, yeah, it is scary, but the alternative is actually even scarier. The alternative is a lengthy multi-year implementation process to solve one set of discrete problems that's very expensive and you're betting a lot on the outcome of that uh, of that engagement, and you're you're hoping that on go live day it's all going to work out. If you can make that leap into platform first, you can get a lot more incremental, and I think a lot you can really do a lot for your risk tolerance there as well. But you have to make the leap. Where would you would you suggest to start that for that leap, or when you're having conversations with CIOs, and what do you advise to them? So I'll take it from the CIO perspective first, and from the CIO perspective, from the IT perspective, it's all about building kind of your minimally viable, or I call it the first horizon platform infrastructure. So do you have, from a technical perspective, do you have the platform management monitoring? Uh, administrative tools in place and have you suited them for their purpose? Are they all kind of moving in the same direction? Other aspects to consider are enterprise architecture, application lifecycle management, security, um, and then what I call user empowerment. User empowerment being, you know, how are you going to support your users and create the conditions, kind of the cultural conditions within the organization that they're going to be able to thrive in this new cloud landscape? So, Collectively, we refer to that bucket of things as enterprise management. So that's the, from an IT perspective, how can we create the conditions for this uh, transition to be successful? I also tell CIOs all the time, I say, really, in order to be successful, you can't just make this a tech uh, or an infrastructure or a governance-led thing. You have to engage your business counterparts in a kind of an exercise of road mapping. What are the business problems that we're going to solve with this new approach? What are the best and most appropriate problems to solve first so that we can pick up some wins, so that we can demonstrate the value of this thing, and so that we can measure uh, whether or not we're being successful with it? So almost all organizations who embark on this either take a very business-heavy approach or they take a very IT heavy approach, it works best if you take a more balanced approach between the two. Yeah, because ultimately it's the business, the users themselves are the ones that are going to dictate whether it's a success at the end of it because they're using it, they're advising, they're guiding, and that's what the CEO is basing their decisions on. Exactly. The spectre of long technology implementations and disruptive and costly change to solve one discrete set of problems hangs over any modernization project. It's enough to make any CIO think twice. But according to Andrew Welsh, modernize you should, because by taking a platform-first approach, you're effectively building for a future that reduces the need for such heavy-handed projects. You're building for what he calls a first-horizon platform infrastructure, gaining lots of incremental value and reduced risk tolerance. But first of all, Andrew advises that for any project to be a success, you must first engage all lines of the business. Projects cannot only be led by IT. Thanks for listening and until next time, take care of yourselves.